Hi, and welcome to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The Human Side of Business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there, this is Ange McCabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance, where our business is the success of your business. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, facilitator, and your host of the Elevate Business Podcast. The Elevate Business Podcast is a journey of discovery fueled by the curiosity to genuinely understand what makes people tick when it comes to their professional path, choices made, and the personal characteristics that drive performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately success. The Elevate Business Podcast is here to promote the enormous contributions of small and medium-sized businesses around the world by exploring the actions that make a workplace successful, the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of an organization, and how we build whole person performance from the ground up. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, growing our learning edges, and honoring our passions with a special guest who has elevated their business, overcome obstacles, and inspires others to do the same. So glad you're here. Hi, and a warm welcome to episode number six of the Elevate Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ange McCabe, and today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Mary Jane Copps, otherwise known as the Phone Lady. Mary Jane is an accomplished speaker and facilitator, and also has been an entrepreneur for over 30 years. Since launching in 2006, Mary Jane has worked with over 700 clients and trained over 15,000 individuals. Welcome, Mary Jane. Thank you for having me. It's so great to be here with you. I'm excited about our upcoming conversation. <laughs> That's fantastic, as, as am I. So can you tell myself uh, a little bit more about you, your company, and your journey, as well as our viewers or listeners? Sure. Um, so as you mentioned, uh, I've been, I've embraced my alter ego, the phone lady in 2006. And this is my second business. And it allows me to focus on something that is, I guess, that phrase near and dear to my heart, which is really working with people to help them have better conversations. And those conversations can be, um, you know, with, with uh, prospects, with existing clients and customers, or I also do a lot of work with young people, helping them have better conversations during their job search. And for me, the conversation is where life happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows us to really build relationship with people. And throughout my journey as an entrepreneur, that's been the best part is having relationships with 
my clients and my prospects and getting to know people better uh, right around the world and learning more about other cultures and how other people do things and all of that. It's those conversations that have made a big difference in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's so important. So what, what sparked the motivation to start The Phone Lady? Um, well, that's an interesting story. Um, so my first business, uh, I ran for uh, 14 years, I think. So it started in late 87, and I sold my shares in 2001. And when I finished, um, the gentleman at that time that had been looking after our technology phoned me, and he said, I'm having real trouble with this software I've created. Do you suppose you could come and work for me just a couple of days a week and help me with this. And that was ideal because I had intended to take some time off. So um, I built his software business from, I think we started with 11 clients to over a hundred clients here in Atlanta, Canada. And um, after two years, I said, okay, I got to go. I got to get like a real job, full-time job. And he said, no, he said, I think you have to start another business. He said, I really think you need to teach people what you know about talking on the phone. Mm. And I said, that's not a business. That's just common sense. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, no, I think it's a business. So just stay here and share the office with me and start the business from here. And he was really... Uh, so supportive because um, he just let me run sort of the first year of billings through his business. I didn't register a company name because I thought, I don't think this is a business, but it was. I I printed 10 brochures on a dot matrix printer and sent them out in the mail and had six clients very, very quickly. So it grew from there. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's a fantastic story. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. And so since you've started The Phone Lady, what have you been most proud of? Wow. That's such a big question. Um, what I really get excited about is when people say something like, what I'm taking away from our time together is... So for example, this morning I did a webinar with a group in Manitoba and they're, you know, um, a well-heeled group of people. They've been on the phone for a long time. And at the beginning there was some skepticism about what I could offer them, etc. I'm used to that. And um, at the end, one of the gentlemen said, oh, he said, what I'm taking away from today is that our clients really need us to help them make decisions. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't realized that. Mm -hmm. And when I can give somebody just that tiny little thing that's going to make a huge difference in how they communicate with their customers, that's what I'm most proud of. That is absolutely lovely. It's bigger than yourself is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And as entrepreneurs, there's always opportunity for growth and learnings. So what has been the biggest learning curve for you? Um, 
wow, there's so many, there's so many and they, and they continue to, to happen. But I think in the first business, I kept thinking, and I, I started that business when I was 27. So part of it was learning and part of it was just not being very smart. But um, the, I kept thinking that if I worked hard enough, everything would run smoothly right? And that the days would just run smoothly. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it's ever going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, when you own the business and you're responsible for everything, whether you have help or not, um, you just have to go with the hells and valleys of, of business ownership and not, not think that you're not being successful because all of a sudden your week is kind of going sideways and there's too much to do. And then the next week, the revenue isn't what you thought it would be. And so you're down in the valley again, etc. That's just owning a business. And, and um, once I realized that and went, oh, it's supposed to be a bumpy ride, um, then I'm okay. Then it's easier to take time for myself because I'm not saying, oh, I'll take time for myself when things are easier. No, I'll take time for myself today so that I can give my clients more tomorrow. What insight. And even, even me selfishly hearing that, I'm like, wow, that resonates because, you know, starting a business, it takes time and it takes effort. Um, And oftentimes people say to me, and you work too hard. And I was like, but it doesn't feel like work, but what you, yeah. And what you're saying though, Mary Jane really resonates because we have to stay in the moment of today. It can't be something that's planned. Um, so there's always opportunity to kind of protect some of your own schedule so that you can do things that recharge you. So thank you. Yeah. Cause in that first business, I did not do that. And so at the end of the 14 years, I was burned out, hmm. like really burned out and that doesn't help. Right. So you do have to you have to take care of yourself and it's hard unless you realize there's always going to be too much to do. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. <laughs> and another thing that kind of came up for me was dealing with the bumps, the hills and the valleys. Yeah. How do you learn how to deal with the bumps? I think it, it's great that you're asking this because, um, I was listening to, uh, with my husband, I was listening to um, Willie Nelson's um, biography. It's a, we were doing a lot of travel back and forth to the valley. And so we were listening to it. And his career, he's done it all by gut, which is interesting. But he had a great phrase. He said, I always chose faith over fear. Mm. And I was really struck by that because I think when we hit a valley, we forget to tell ourselves, I've been here before and it was fine. Um, or we forget, to re- we, we forget that we, we moved ahead. We did A, B, and C and the valley became 
the the mountain again. It was easy to get out of the valley. Mm-hmm. Instead, we get fearful and think, oh, maybe I've done everything wrong. Maybe I'll never have great billings again. Maybe blah, blah, blah. We just go to all this negative, fearful place. And we need to have more faith in ourselves and in our business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's so interesting that you say it that way. I'm reading a book and I'm terrible with names, so I don't recall the author, but she's talking about her journey. And oftentimes fear came up because she does have an anxiety disorder. And there was about three, three full pages on fear. And, and it really resonated with me because if you look at it basically, and and I'm paraphrasing with reckless abandon, and you look at it as if you're you're coming from a place of giving versus what are you receiving, everything shifts. And that hit me so hard because it, it forced me to reflect on any event that I was really nervous to get in front of people to speak or um, events where I'm sitting at a larger table that maybe I'm not used to and it's out of my comfort zone. Anytime that I allow myself to go to the place of focusing on what I can do for others, the fear dissipates. It's gone. Yes. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've been in the industry for quite some time and understanding that you're published, you're a facilitator nationwide. um, There's been some great kind of accolades thrown your way as well. What does performance mean to you? Mm. (laughs) such great questions I'm trying to remember I think it's Celine Dion to be honest um it's it's it doesn't matter when you're in front of clients when you're teaching something it is the same to me as if I was Celine Dion and they've paid $500 for the ticket in Las Vegas. I need to put aside whatever, 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 and focus on them. So it aligns with your idea of uh, service. Mm. They have asked me to show up and do something for them. And that's my goal. And, and also, uh, n- none of my work is sort of out of a box. It's all customized to some degree. So the, the skills can be the same, but I actually dig down a little deeper and, and give people um, sample scripts to use that relate specifically to their situation or their business or their industry so that it becomes something I've created just for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you had said the skill sets in some circumstances can be the same. Where my mind went with that, Mary Jane, was do you see a particular trend when it comes to communication across organizations that come up for you as like, aha, there it is again, let me help you? Um, we are all in a hurry. And when we're in a hurry, our customers don't feel cared for. And as a consequence, we lose their loyalty. Mm-hmm. And we may think that 
that's that we've lost them for another reason but it's it can be as small as when they've called you um your voicemail sounded like you were at the indy 500 racing and that you didn't have time for them so they're not going to call again or if you have a receptionist she is um I had a call this morning and I tempted to leave the provider because instead of being warm and welcoming, um, they were very perfunctory. And they said, well, if you want that, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I understand what you're saying, but you could have said that to me in a nicer way, given that you're about to get my money. Right. 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 Um, So I think with customer service, we're just all stressed and that we throw that on our on our customers. Mm -hmm. And when we're in sales, I think we forget that we're there to help. Right. Sales is service. It isn't. Yes, of course we make money and maybe commission or whatever. But when we sell to somebody, we're serving them. We're delivering something they need. Um, We don't sell when they don't need it. So if we forget about the service aspect of it and only push the product, we're, we're, we're not going to see the same results that we could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is that, you know, at the end part of it, with regards to selling versus service, that's a huge caveat. And when we're selling, oftentimes that can feel like someone's just trying to hit metrics versus yeah. when we're when we're um, serving from a customer service perspective, even though we're in maybe a BD or sales cycle, you know, that is evidently more successful for your clients. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so on the flip side of performance, oftentimes as entrepreneurs or, or even just in our career, we can hit those days or those months. I know that we've had a year um, that stuff just isn't flowing. How do you deal with that? Well, um, I think there's a number of ways we can deal with it, but I'll, I'll tell a personal story. So one of the ways that I built the phone lady was that for many, many years, one of my clients was a publishing company. And they, whenever they created a new magazine, they would give it to me for the first few issues to sell the advertising. Mm-hmm. And um, this was a great relationship and it allowed me to build the phone lady and do this job. But as we all know, uh, print publications and print advertising started to decline and the job took more time and more time and more time. And I came to the point where I had to decide between keeping this client or doing the phone lady. Mm. And so I said to them, look, at the end of December of this year, that will be it for me. I won't be able to do this for you anymore. And that was the immediately the loss of 30 grand a year. Wow. So it was very scary, I guess, right? Mm. But the very first thing I did that January, whatever it was, fifth or sixth, was I started calling all my existing clients. And I was out of that $30,000 hole within two months. 
Now, the same thing happened in March. So on March 13th, I delivered an in-person workshop uh, in the morning, and then I went to my car at noon, and I'd lost $21,000 in bookings because of the lockdown and everything, right? And I went, okay, well. Um, so the next week, I just started calling existing clients and talking to them about the shift to video communication and the shift to communicating internally when everybody's at home and how do you run a great meeting, all those things. And again, I was out of that hole in about two months. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. Conversations. uh, To me, it always comes back to the conversation. Who are you talking to? And what are you talking to them about that can help you build your business? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To get you there, what type of conversations do you have with yourself? Because that's a pretty substantial hit to receive $21,000 in such a short time frame. Um, you know, and I mean, I, I know that we're all basically in the same proverbial boat this year with COVID, mm-hmm. but I'm just, I'm just curious, you know, you've mentioned a few times that it was, so this happened that was, you know, potentially detrimental to my business or to my cash flow or, you know, to the vitality of what I'm doing. And then I just did this and it flows. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure that that's, I'm very stubborn. (laughs) I think that, and I don't, I don't give up easily and, or at least I can give up on housework pretty quick, but um, there, in terms of something that I really believe in and, uh, and if we go back to that idea of faith versus fear, Mm -hmm. I think if it was a brand new business and I hadn't proved uh, the value to an audience, maybe, I mean, there was a moment there in March, I'll admit when I sat here and I thought, Hmm, I bet you a lot of people are thinking of retiring right now, (laughs) like around the 19th of March, because it just felt so overwhelming. Of course. But I love what I do like you do. So it isn't work and it isn't, um, I look forward to it. If I had more time, I'd put more time into it because I enjoy it so much. So I think that's what it is. I don't, I don't want to lose what I'm doing and it's always worth another try, Mm -hmm. I think, to see. So if, if in March I'd made those calls and nothing happened for two or three months, then maybe I would have had to have made a different decision. But mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. And tell us who have been your biggest influencers? Oh my, that's, uh, there's so many, but I think they are all uh, individuals who, um, or most of them are individuals that were entrepreneurs. So in, I put myself through university working as a um, night clerk in a real estate office and then a full-time office manager in a real estate office in my early 20s. And um, I worked for a woman broker, and that was not uh, common in the early 80s for a woman to own her own real estate brokerage. So she has always been an inspiration and we've stayed friends for over 40 years now. So 
definitely uh, an inspiration there. And um, I mean, Gloria Steinem is an inspiration. I can go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Brené Brown, Oprah, some of Oprah's stories where she was directed in the wrong direction and then her instincts told her to go in a different direction. I can read that and go, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. I can actually, I'll share another silly story if we have time. Yes, please. So it's funny to share this story now because it has different implications, but um, we all know that uh, Donald Trump had a show on television called The Apprentice. Mm -hmm. And the first season of that show was actually, there were a lot of really solid business lessons inside it. And so Martha Stewart created her own version of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I watched it. And in one of the episodes, um, she said, if you really believe in something don't listen to anybody who tells you differently. Right. Now I remembered that. And when I decided to call my company, the phone lady, I was recommended to work with a particular graphic designer. And when I called her, she said, you can't call a company, the phone lady. And I said, why not? And she said, well, everybody will think it's phone sex. (laughs) Now that had never occurred to me. But she really refused. She sent me logos for the red phone, the big phone. She just wouldn't do it. Mm. And she had me doubting myself. And then I remembered Martha Stewart's words. And I just phoned her and I said, nah, it's okay. I'll find another graphic designer because it's the phone lady. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Martha Stewart is also an influence is why Mm. I brought that up. Mm -hmm. That's a fantastic story. If you could leave us with three words of inspiration, what would they be? Three words as in a sentence or just three words? I forgot who I'm speaking with. (laughs) (laughs) It's an open-ended question, whichever resonates. Well, I think... um... I think what I'll do is I'll share three words that are top of mind for me these days. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is the one thing. So the one thing is the name of a book by Gary Keller. Mm -hmm. And the premise is this, and I have it written out right here because it's right at my desk. What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, Everything else will be easier or unnecessary. I have goosebumps. (laughs) And that is how I'm attempting to operate this business today is to ask that question. What's the one thing that's going to have the biggest impact going forward as opposed to getting caught up in the minutiae? And there's a lot more of that in our lives than, than we give credence to, right? Exactly, exactly. That's just beautiful. I want to say thank you very much, Mary Jane, for joining me today. Thank you. It was wonderful spending time with you. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I really appreciate you sharing your entrepreneurial insights with Intuitive Performance and our subscribers. 
So for those of you who would like to learn more about uh, Mary Jane's business, The Phone Lady, uh, we're going to provide links to Mary Jane's company profile on the Elevate Business Podcast title page. Take good care. Thanks, Ange. And thanks for listening to the Elevate Business Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to future podcasts at intuityperformance.com, where you can also sign up for webinars and learn more about professional coaching and our facilitation solutions available to help fire up your whole person performance skills and drive actions for success. Until next time, stay true to you and take care of each other. We are all better together. Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting? Explore the whole person leadership cohort by Intuity Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.